Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, you motherfucker. I know you're in there. Come out right now. Stop the motherfucking plan. talk about love and you flinging cum all over the place. That shit's unseemly, bro. What do you guys think about this reboot? It sucks. There, I said it. And who's directing this shit anyway? Kevin fucking Smith? Smells like this reboot went up in smoke. Indiana Jones Avengers Endgame it follows. So correct it, Ralph, Mama Mia, here we go again. Titanic 2, Jack's back, 7 cents, Ghost Hi, I'm Seb, and this is my hetero life mate, Jordan. <laughs> we don't own any property, and we've never been intellectual about anything. And I'm Jordan. And welcome to our review of Jay and Silent Bob's Reboot. That's the one. I got the name right, didn't I? You did. Good. Um, just the two of us today. Um, Andrew has to tend to things externally to film reviews. It's a weird thing, I know, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. 
Um, so I guess pre-apologies in advance. Uh, today's episode and next week's episode, because we do film on a, uh, sorry, record on a fortnightly basis, might be a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, hopefully it doesn't affect the actual quality. I reckon we can nail it though. I think so. Especially when you're working with such uh, quality content as this film. Exactly. The film just speaks for itself. Anyway, our <laughs> social media is. no. Um, <laughs> just go back and listen to last week's episode, but sub out a couple things. It's so close. I know, I know it's meant to be. But oh my, it's so freaking close. I don't know. Why did he? Part of me wants to like just watch the movies side by side and just see like how much it actually lines up. Yep. Oh, okay. So this is normally the part where I would throw to Andrew to do some sort of trivia, but he's not yes. here. This is like the Poochie episode. This is like when Poochie's <laughs> not around. Like we'll be talking about where Andrew just is. Asking for the next... where's Poochie? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I know before we actually get into a little bit of notes on trivia, I actually like this film. So do I. It's... I was saying to you before we recorded, uh, started recording, I don't know where I sit in terms of this film versus Strikes Back. As in, I think I like this one more, but I know it less. So it's I'm, I'm struggling to come to a conclusion that yeah. I'm hoping just talking through it with you today will kind of let me know how I really feel. We might find, might find the answer. That's my hope anyway. But what, what are your initial feelings going into it? Um, I mean, I was excited for it because I am a big fan of all things Kevin Smith. So... Essentially, like ever since like Clerks Two, you've sort of been waiting for like another movie with these characters. So it took a while, but we got there in the end. And there was so many little projects along the way that like were happening, and then they weren't happening, and then they were again, and then they weren't, and then finally this movie came along. Okay, so was this film originally meant to be Clerks Three? Because I remember them doing a big casting. Yeah, thing so about Clerks 3. they were doing Clerks Three, and then Jeff Anderson decided he didn't want to do it. That's so Randall. they weren't doing that anymore. Yeah, Randall. Yep. And then so I think, I'm pretty sure like the Clerks 3 and Mallrats sequel scripts were just kind of stripped and this movie was put together from it. Interesting. I'm on IMDb now and I know it's not like, it's not the holy grail of truth <laughs> when it comes to films. Clerks 3 is currently announced and Jeff Anderson yeah, is attached. It is happening again now. Yeah. I wonder why he decided not to. I mean, no offense to Jeff Anderson. Does he really have much going on? No. And I think that was, maybe that was it. Like he just doesn't, didn't want to go through it all again. I think like, I remember hearing him like talk before about how like he had like a bit of a hard time with like being Randall and like that being his life. So like maybe he just didn't want to do it again. Like people outside of in the real world. Yeah. Him like Randall. Yeah. Like just saying, ah, oh, it's Randall fucking, that's that guy. Randall's, I, I, if I had to be one of the characters from the Clerks franchise, mm. like as in like, this is you now forever. Randall's not the worst one to not be. Not a bad choice, yeah. Like he's <laughs> confident. Yeah. Um, he's kind of witty in his own like arrogant, arsehole yeah. <laughs> sort of way. Like Dante's a, he's a wet blanket. Yeah. And Jan Silent Bob, I mean, Silent Bob's the correct answer, but I mean like, <laughs> but I, I, if you take out Silent Bob as an option and it's between the other three mains, I think Randall's the, the safest yeah, one. He'd be the pick, yeah. But I suppose if you want to be Jeff Anderson, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> if Jeff I Anderson so. was the better choice. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he just, yeah, he decided he didn't want to do it like after a certain point, like before they'd started and all that sort of thing. But like there was a script and everything and he was just like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Because I noticed he, yeah, he didn't cameo and in this clearly film. they can't do it without him. Well, no, 100%, yeah. But yeah, he didn't cameo in Reboot, which is weird because no. everyone was in Reboot. Yeah, which is weird because by the time they were making this, like, I'm pretty sure like they were back on like good terms with each other and everything. So maybe he, again, maybe he just didn't want to. 
Yeah, I, I, it's curious, but I'll hmm. see if there's any notes on him not being in this film while we go ahead. I'm just, I'm yeah, but yeah, obviously it's yeah going ahead now, and he's back on board. Okay, so there is a once again holy trivia IMDb. Here we are. <laughs> uh, the big absentee among the cast is Jeff Anderson, who portrayed Randall and Clerks. Blah 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 blah. At the time of the movie was made, Anderson and director Kevin Smith weren't on good terms because the former had rejected Smith's previous script for Clerks Three. His absence ah. is explained at the beginning when Dante claims to the police that he's just giving them <laughs> to give them Randall's location, <laughs> so that Randall had gone into hiding for doing something illegal. Um, Anderson Smith. Anderson and Smith have made amends shortly before it was released. So it must have been just like after they had filmed, but during the edit yeah, period. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so there is some notes there, but yeah, I just felt weird. I kept thinking maybe I was missing him. Like, yeah. Because they sometimes play the same, like they, those two actors played roles in Dogma where they weren't mm. Randall and um, Dante. Yeah. So I was like, did he just rock up in some other scene? Like was he in like background in movies or something? But <laughs> yeah, no, no, not there. But and yeah. then there was that big wide shot of the clerks reunion towards the end of the film in black and white. And it was like squinting. It was really yeah, quick too. I was like, there. is he on the, is he there? There's yeah. five people up on the screen. Like <laughs> surely he's there. Yeah. No. But um, yeah, that's, that's all going ahead again now. I think they're doing it sometime next year. I think he's just like, I think he had to like re, like I said, I think he had to like rewrite or like might've just started from scratch with writing it. Cause I know he was saying um, a little while ago, like, now Clerks 3 starts with Randall having a massive heart attack. Oh. And I wonder where he got that idea from. Yeah, it's a mystery. <laughs> well, do, you, do you want to go a little bit more into that in the creation of this film then? I think you're a bit more well, I guess it comes into comes into play, yeah. So um, look, well, look at this, like trivia that occurred naturally <laughs> among the course of the, of the conversation. Yeah. Well, I think, um, what was it? It was like, it was in 2018, I think, maybe. But yeah, Kevin Smith had like a, just randomly had a heart attack like after doing a show. And like, I think I remember him saying like he decided like when he was in hospital after like having the like operation and whatever that like he had to do this film because he couldn't like bear the thought of had he or were he to die that his last film would be Yoga Hoses, which is understandable. <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah, he just like wrote this, obviously like being able to get everyone to come back and like all the cameos and stuff like that is pretty easy when you nearly died. So it's like, you know, just get all your friends to, to do you a favor. <laughs> if I can um if I can do an Andrew, I've got some um some budget things and some and some financial takes here of the film, which is very exciting. Go for gold. Okay. I had the budget and then I instantly lost it. Andrew makes the sound so much easier than 10 what million, I've just done. I'm pretty sure. That's a bad thing then. I'll I'll confirm the I'll, I'll confirm for hundred percent certainty what the budget was, but the film's domestic and international gross came to four point six million. That is just theatrical, though. It was only released for like two days. Oh, that's right, because it went straight into because they on demand, didn't it? No, they took it on like a tour. It's like the same thing that he did with Red State. Like Kevin and Jay just did like a tour around the United States, taking it to different cities, screening the movie, and then doing a podcast afterwards. And okay. they would have made bulk money off of that. Yeah, so, like so Variety that, does report ten million for the budgets. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So four point seven would have just been for that really short box office run. Okay, so maybe it's not as terrible. And as that as well, like even though it doesn't sound good, it was also like the second highest per screen average taking for the year, like just behind like Parasite, I think. Like it made like, what was it? Four per, it was like 60 grand like per screen. Okay. Which is not bad for a film that was out two days. All right now IMDb has this film sitting at a lovely rating of 5.7 out of 10. Yeah, I thought that was curious because then I looked at Rotten Tomatoes mm. and it's like the audience score was like 90 something, like 93%. Yeah, it's crazy high. 
against a 5.7 aggregated on IMDb. It's worth noting as well, the critic rating on Tomatoes as well is 66 and it's actually fresh. So not bad. It's it's more liked than not liked from how I understand how yeah. some Rotten Tomatoes works, which I don't. Um, <laughs> I just look at the numbers. So out of the, the critics, 25 of them rated it fresh and 13 rated it rotten, which is uh, averaged out to 66% fresh. Not bad. That's how that works. But this film For has a movie a, with a very niche audience, that's not bad. Whereas the audience score actually breaks down to this film sitting at about a 4.53 star rating, <laughs> which is ridiculously high, but it was only reviewed by just, just shy of 560 um, viewers. So right. the sample size is Kevin Smith's family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I would have jumped on and given it an eight. It doesn't deserve an eight, but I would have <laughs> given I'd it give an eight it. to boost those numbers. Um but interesting. Okay, so it's... Yeah. I mean, I watched this on Amazon Prime and I think I watched this the first time on Amazon Prime like a while ago, like maybe within... The, well, this is yeah. the second time this year I've watched it once for... Well, I watched it when it initially came out on VOD in the US. I very legally, mm-hmm. wink, wink, downloaded it and watched it because I'd been waiting years for the movie and then did have a, a brief uh, theatrical run here as well and I did go see it in a theatre, which was a completely different experience because you're seeing it with the intended audience like the only people going to see that movie are jay and silent bob fans so it played much better in a theater than it did by myself in my living room yeah um i think from memory when i had when i saw jason muse do one of his panels at um at supernova it's one of our comic conventions that we get here Mm. um he was talking in brief about coming back and doing this it was also in part about talking about the jay and silent bob get old or whatever it is um podcast yeah well they've done that here a few times Mm. Um, but yeah, talking about the experience of getting back into it and <laughs> to, to, to prove that he still had what it took to be Jay, he did the entire freaking, um, uh, what is it, 15 bucks, little man, <laughs> like that whole thing. Brilliant. Just on the spot, <laughs> which is, I mean, I suppose like it's kind of his job to do that, but yeah. also like, oh, Dance that's- monkey man. Exactly. <laughs> um, and he did it and it was incredible. That's great. <laughs> and I, I wish I had the- the, what are singers? The 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 the, the voice. The oh, I'll uh, think of it later. I don't know like what the, word you're looking for. Yeah, neither do I. Like oh, like the lungs to do it. But that's not the word I want. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm not a singer, as you can see. I can't even. I can't remember the word that means the thing I'm trying to say. <laughs> I can't um, even figure out what you're trying to say to help you. Yeah, I don't know. Like the not the the like the gusto, but no, there's like a. But when you hear a really good singer and you're like, mm. wow, look at like, the, it's like it's like the version of, look at the chops on that one, but it's something to do with specifically their voice. Right. Yeah, I, it's it's probably uh, not a thing. It's probably just the- It I, is, but I, I, just, just, I don't know if it works in the context that you're trying what, to put it into. <laughs> what, what, do you have a word? I was going to say like pipes maybe. Yeah, the pipes. That's yeah. the- <laughs> That's that's, that's a common that's a common expression. That's the one I wanted. <laughs> For some reason, cool. it doesn't matter. Um, but he had the pipes, I guess. <laughs> Yes, All right. Sure. <laughs> um, is there anything really of note uh, apart from when we, before we get into the actual review itself? Anything that caught your eye? Um, I'm just trying to think of any like sort of other fun little trivia or story notes, but um, nothing springs to mind. I know um, like Chris Hemsworth, like his guest spot, like he wanted to do it so bad that like he had to come in and film it in like an hour before going to do some Thor bullshit. Yep. So, so like he was, yeah, obviously super committed to it because he worked it around like his schedule. But other than that, there's nothing that really springs to mind. Um, I did 
I just I was looking for some uh, some other fact that I remembered from a while ago, but mm. yeah, apparently Kevin Smith playing himself in this film wasn't part of the original plan. Oh, okay. And the linked bit of trivia there is that Stan Lee was actually meant to have a really big oh, part in this film. Yeah, right. But maybe that was meant to be the spot. Yeah. Um. If you stayed throughout the credits in this film, yeah. there's a bunch of not, yeah. not even blue. Oh, there's a couple of bloopers, a couple of just alternate takes. Yeah. But there's Kevin Smith it actually the bit with Stan. So yeah, they yeah, were yeah. doing a line reading to sort of <laughs> faffing about really. But um I think it must be it must be part of something through IMDB because Kevin was wearing a jersey with the IMDB. Yeah, logo. I think it's like it was from like Comic Con, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They have like an IMDB boat. So they, <laughs> they think it's like a brand ambassador for them or something too. Like every yeah. now and then on the front page of IMDB there'll be Kevin Smith just talking shit with someone. Yeah. So he's obviously got a secondary gig with them. But yeah, it was him and Stan and then they did like a little in memoriam thing. Yeah. Which tops nice. my head. I think was one of the first films that came out after Stan's passing. It would have been because he only it was like mid last year, right? That he passed away. Yeah, because I remember there were, I was. Or was it early? Because this movie came out in like October, I think. I'm trying to remember what it was because there was a film that I had seen, in which I was genuinely surprised that they had got the first theatrical in memory of Stan Lee movie because mm. it wasn't a Marvel film. It was oh, okay. It was something else. To the point, like, I'm, I'm maybe even thinking, like, was it fucking, like, Shazam or something? Did maybe one of the DC films do it because they were the first, yeah. like... The, maybe it wasn't Shazam, don't quote me on that one, but there was some film I had seen after, just after he passed that yeah. did, like, the In Loving Memory of Stan Lee and played a clip, mm. and it made me really sad at the end. And I was like, oh, poor Marvel releases 27 films a year, yeah. and they don't <laughs> get the one that's out. right after. Um, oh, well, I'll never find out what it is. That's gone, that's gone to time. I'm going to say it's this movie. That'll do it. <laughs> when, this, when did this film come out? 2019? Yeah, they, they can have the win. That's fine. All right, well, I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, why not? So remember last week, <laughs> we did Dance All Bob Strike Back. It's very similar. Yep. It's the same movie with a few bits of, of information subbed out for something different. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I love it. So please help me here. I'll, I'll try my best. But what are we looking for? Like where where it starts? Oh, I know it starts with Jay getting arrested for mm. growing weed in the store next to the quick stop, which is yeah. very funny in itself. He <laughs> does the goodbye horses bit as well, which is great. Um, back. But effectively, they go to court. Mm-hmm. They're through some trickery, actually stripped of their names, Jay and Silent Bob, because Saban mm. Entertainment, the company that owns Power Rangers, who is <laughs> hilariously in real world, very litigious about... Um, protecting their intellectual property. Mm. Do you remember that amazing, like gritty Power Rangers reboot thing that went up on YouTube starring James Vanderbeek? And it was- it sounds vaguely familiar. It happened like one or two years before the Power Rangers movie. And everyone watched it and it was like, holy shit, this film looks incredible. It was like a five minute short bit. One of the Rangers had turned on turned on the other ones and mm. like the Red Ranger or whatever was going, like played by Vanderbeek was going- like after them to oh, okay. take revenge, but it was only him. Like he had just gotten to the spot where one of the Rangers had been taken out and he was there mm. with them like for their dying moments, kind of setting up the story. Right, okay. And it was incredible. Yeah, that sounds cool. And Sabam's like, oh, that's ours. And <laughs> cool, he that. took it down. Dang. You can probably find it somewhere else. I'll see if I can like look at it later just to yeah. pass on. But it was really, really good. And it was honestly like how the Deadpool stuff got leaked and mm. launched a film. They're like, oh, people want to see... Power Rangers again, like, mm. and they so let's move, make a movie that takes nothing of this. Yeah, <laughs> and but it was like, oh, did you ever see those Mortal Kombat prequels that went up? Um, I think so. Where like Raiden was 
instead of being like the god of thunder and lightning, he was a, a, a mental patient who thought that he- Oh, was, yeah, yeah, But yeah. like you also, it was played like you didn't know whether or not mm. it was just because he was actually, but people think he's crazy because yeah, of it. Or it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It was like that style okay. of- how would we do this if it was, you know, run it through the Zach, Zack Snyder film yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, that happened mm. and Saban just, just fucking obliterated <laughs> But yeah, it was literally starring James Vanderbeek. Like an actual actor came in and did it. Um, I'm gonna have to check that down. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I really liked it. And so I, I appreciate that Saban was the one that they picked for this film because they're mm. the kind of guys that would be like, oh, that's ours now. Yeah, Goodbye. well, I thought it was just like a random pick, but they actually distributed the movie. Oh, as well? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice. Remember when Fox used to make fun of themselves and Simpsons yeah. before they... <laughs> mm. um, anyway, they've lost their names down to Bob because Saban Entertainment is now launching the reboot of Blunt, Blunt Man, Man and, and Chronic. Chronic. The film that was made in Strikes Back. Blunt Man v Chronic. Yes. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um, so they're... Effectively, their quest is to go to Hollywood again and they figure their logic is if the movie doesn't exist, there'll be no reason to keep us from having our names. Yep. Let's stop the movie from being made, which is <laughs> different reason, but the exact same one. idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the whole film, like when they go to, the, to meet with, um, what's his name? Their comic book friend. Um, Brody. Brody, thank you. Yeah. Who's played by, my name is Earl Dude. Jason Lee. Thank you. <laughs> um he pretty much runs them through what the difference between a reboot and a remake yeah. is. And a reboot <laughs> is just taking the exact same idea, but subbing in a couple of things. So it's very similar, yeah. but different enough that you don't feel like you're not getting a new film, but you sort of aren't. And yeah. um, his, like effectively they're force awakenings it. Like it's a new mm. hope, but you know, prettier. Adding and youth and diversity. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I really prefer, I, I've said this a lot on the show, but I haven't said this to you. I think The Force Awakens is the best Star Wars movie, full stop. Maybe Empire, some days, but I think The Force Awakens is definitely better than New Hope. Like, oh, and yeah. I know they just remade it, but they remade it better. I and I'll fight anyone. wouldn't go out of my way to argue with you on that. It's, yeah. It was a fun movie. I like it. Um, <laughs> I, I think the rest all were kind of, oh, they're all terrible films. Um, <laughs> so, that, you know, the films kind of explain the difference between a reboot and a remake, yeah. and then goes out of its way to make sure that you're fully aware the entire time that this film is a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's called their reboot, but it is a, it is a reboot of yeah. strikes back. It's exactly the same fucking shit on purpose. Yep. And it's great for that, right? Like when you, when you watch it, the whole thing's just filled with callback jokes to strikes back. If you don't yeah. watch strikes back first, there's still jokes in this film that you'll get, but mm. I think it's funnier having seen yeah, the original. Definitely. Um, like I was thinking about it when I watched it. I'm like, you can watch this as like a standalone movie and like, it's still funny, but there is, yeah, like a lot of just like, even just like visual jokes and stuff that like play much better if you've seen Strikes Back. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, um, and there's- and I mean, ultimately it was made for people who have seen Strike Back. Uh, like, I don't think any Kevin Smith films made for people that don't like Kevin Smith yeah, films. Yeah, very like, true. Like <laughs> he's got his niche and they're yeah. ride or die with him pretty much. So yeah, yeah, it's fine. We're, can we're confirm. Yeah. And- I mean, stupidest thing, but the, the funniest joke for me in this film was a callback joke. When when Jansen and Bob, we'll get we'll get to it, but they meet all this crew of like four or five young girls, mm -hmm. and Jay's like, "I've seen this exact thing before. <laughs> you're all wearing cat suits under your yeah. clothes. I know like, you're all diamond you're thieves." Diamond thieves. <laughs> and then, and the end of the film, one of them is revealed to be wearing a cat yeah. suit. Like I fucking knew it, and it's made so much funnier having seen Strikes Back, yeah. and which I mean, I will say. They didn't even meet them in that scene in the Strikes Back. They never saw them in the cat suit, I don't think. Unless they rocked up in the cat suits in Hollywood, which I don't think they did. 
No, actually, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> but it's fine. It was still really funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but stuff like that played really well to me. Yeah. But once again, uh, you, your debate with the comedy, should you need to know an inside joke to laugh at a, at a movie or should the movie be funny on its own right? It's a sequel. I feel like there's room for both. Fun. Yeah. If this was the first film and the film that it was LARPing on was fucking Chasing Amy, which yeah. I mean, it kind of does later on, but- In scenes, yeah. Yeah, if that whole film was credited on, did you see that film from 30 years ago? Mm. That's probably a mistake. Yeah. But I mean, no one that didn't like Strikes Back was going to see this film exactly. on purpose. Yeah. Like, so I think it was safe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so yeah, they plan to go to Hollywood to get the movie canceled <laughs> so they get their name back. So instead of having people fuck up their names, they just want to keep their names. Yeah. Um, they can't fly there because they're on the do not fly list because- what Their the association reason? with the clip. That's right. <laughs> because of the, yeah, that's right. Because they're from a known terrorist organization. <laughs> um, so they have to end up driving to, like getting an Uber effectively um, to Hollywood. Um, along the way, they pass, well, Jay finds out they're in the town or near the town of- Justice. Justice, thank you. Who was his sort of girlfriend, I guess, by the end of the last yeah. film. And the big sort of different twist is instead of picking up a monkey <laughs> and taking the monkey with them, they find out that Justice had a kid, had a kid and mm-hmm. Jay's actually an absentee father. They didn't realise. Sure is. And in some sort of, this is poetic somehow, <laughs> but his kid is played by Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah. Which, that's that's nice, I guess. It's a funny joke because... Um like for like years and years, like I think Kevin's always joked about it. Like every time he like posts a photo of his kid, like someone in the comments will be like, I don't know. She kind of looks like Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Harley Quinn Smith. So, so do I. Yeah. I, I think she like, especially like she's come into her own a little bit more as an actress, like over the last couple of films that she's done. And like, granted they've all been her dad's movies, but I think she's getting like quite good, especially in this movie. Cause she carries like a lot of the like emotional weight of it. I think her like performance and her emoting is quite good. I don't know how to say that that sounds like a dickhead and I don't mean this badly, but she has a very interesting face. Like mm. she doesn't look like many other actresses. Yeah, I like, can see just, that. Just her, the, her facial structure. Mm. Like I think she's cute. I'm like, this is not meant to be like, I'm not trying to put her down, but she just doesn't look like her traditional Hollywood actress in that way. Yeah, I know what you mean. And so she always stands out to me when I see her because I'm like, there's something just different. Mm. And- I think she'll grow up to be more of a more of a character actor than say a traditional. Yeah, sort I can of, see that. Yeah, which I mean, to be fair, is kind of like what she's surrounded herself with through her father. Like they're all character actors, mm. um, which makes perfect sense. The same character for twenty five years, but character actors nonetheless. But even like, I mean, <laughs> just like the, all the actors that he tends to use tend to be sort of that kind of actor yeah, as well. Very much so. Um, I would even say Jason Muse is a character actor. He's just a mm. guy that rocks up on set and reads the lines. Yeah, but. As himself, I guess. Mm. Have um, you seen um, the movie he made like a year or two ago? I heard about it, but what was it? Uh, it was called like Cause he was Madness in the well. Method or something. It's, it's actually pretty good. Like I really enjoyed it. He like basically plays like a fictionalized version of himself, like trying to get like good acting roles, like away from Jay and like going like super method, like method actor about it. And it's like, it's, it was actually pretty funny. I really enjoyed it. I think this is also what he was talking about because he was talking about- It probably would have been around the time that he was there, yeah. What was it called again? Uh, The Madness in the Method. Oh, there it is. And he plays plays Jay. Yeah. Well, it says his name is Jay, but I guess Jay's short for Jason in this case. Interesting. I'm pretty sure he like, I don't know if he wrote it, but I'm pretty sure he directed it as well. Uh, 
He didn't write it, but he did direct it. Um, <laughs> it had Vinnie Jones in it. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Vinnie oh, Jones is like the second lead. <laughs> yeah, and Kevin Smith plays Kevin Kevin's in, in it. it yeah. So Stan Lee was in it. Yeah, it's a cool little cast, but it's, yeah, very fun movie. I'm not sure like where you can find it like on streaming, but if it if you happen across it, it's worth a watch. Interesting. Is it rated higher than this film is the question. <laughs> I, that's if a very it good is, question. It is. It's a 5.8 <laughs> versus a 5.7. To be fair, it was reviewed by 1,500 people as opposed to the almost 20,000 that right. reviewed this film. So uh, once again, <laughs> stats yeah, are a bit might skewed. Be a bit skewed. Um, so, okay. Yeah, they find out he has a daughter. Mm-hmm. She wants to go to Hollywood with them. She's traveling with her her deaf friend, mm-hmm. which is a nice little parallel. They have a guy that doesn't speak, and she has a they have, she has a guy. She has a deaf friend. Yeah. Doesn't hear. Well, again, he also can't speak for her. I guess it. Yeah. Um, and then they along the way, it turns out this is all part of a plan. Um, by his well, his daughter. She doesn't know, by the way, that Jay's her father no. by this point. Um, but she's traveling with a group of four girls as well. Mm-hmm. Um, her yeah, her deaf friend a Chinese podcaster <laughs> um, and they've got an Islamic girl whose yep. name is Jihad, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, <laughs> is, that, is it just the four of them? Or I'm not missing one, am I? I think it was just four uh, of them. I feel bad if I'm missing one, if there was like five girls and I've just blanked on one of them. No, I think there was only four. I would do exactly that though. I, that, that would be typical me. I think it's four. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, they're all on a quest to get the the Chinese girl um, to this movie because she's for some about reason to be is a big fan of Blunt Man and Chronic. <laughs> yep, yep, and she's about to be deported, not legally deported. She's just you know her visa's coming to an end. Yeah. Her mom's taking her home, so they want to get her to have this like last American experience before she leaves them forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Say so they want to go there, um, and then it's just like the last movie where just a bunch of shit happens on the <laughs> way there. A lot of it's not relevant. Yeah, pretty much. Like they run into a, the, some of the girls get kidnapped for, this is like a five minute scene, by the way. They get kidnapped <laughs> by the KKK because one's black and one's Islamic. Yep. And they have to go <laughs> save don't her. like that. No, they don't. And it's actually one of the better um, Silent Bob speaking bits yeah. when he <laughs> pretends like he's in charge of the KKK and he's <laughs> reprimanding them, all of them. And Chris Jericho um, is the sort of the clan leader. The clan god. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, Le Klu Klux Klan. I feel like we should have seen that he donated to Trump coming a lot earlier with this yeah. scene. Also, turns out it turns out Chris Jericho, also character actor, very method. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, it actually, I had to do that, some mental gymnastics. That's truly why he donated to the campaign, man. He was just getting really method for this role. He's not actually a bad person. No, it's fine. Everything's fine. That's that's my new headcanon. That's that's why it's that's how I I make it all okay. The mental gymnastics I went through to work out how somebody could could think I'm not racist, donate to the Trump campaign. But I like that racist man. <laughs> but then also play the KKK, obviously in a in a bad, I mean, they're, they're in a bad light because they exist, but in this film, they're also portrayed in a negative light. So if he was in fact a sympathizer to the KKK, he wouldn't take this role because he'd be making fun of someone he agreed with. So the assumption is if he's making fun of the KKK, he doesn't agree with them, but then <laughs> he donates to the Trump campaign. And I was like, I, I was trying to work out like as a person, I, none of us are infallible. We always make mistakes. Our lives are just a series of contradictions. Like I'll do one <laughs> thing one day that might not add up to tomorrow's, you know, what I want to do then. I get it, but I was trying to work out how he did this because <laughs> it seemed to me. It's like, I can't even begin to explain it. It's like, 
on Monday, he kills his mum, and on Wednesday, he starts a charity to prevent people's mothers from being killed. <laughs> and then on Friday, he gives a speech about the why you should never kill someone's mom yeah. and then he repeats and then somehow on Monday he kills his mom again and it's like how did you do that I mean that's a very bad example yeah. normally Andrew would rain I me think in the I think your, your mental gymnastics are at a good pick he's like oh but I, but I played I played and made fun of the KKK in a film I can't like be racist uh, I also don't think he's racist I just think he's stupid I mean yeah this is Unfortunately, this is a topic from a different podcast, but it, I, I assume it was just more like he's probably just a Republican and supports the Republican Party. Yeah. And unfortunately for a, a lot of people in the States with their system, whether you're Democrat or Republican, they don't really matter who gets put up for election. I just vote blue or I just vote red. Mm. And I mean, hey, it's pretty much the same here. Unless a candidate stands out in particular, people yeah. are normally a Labour or a Liberal voter here. Yeah, exactly. And the party the actual individual doesn't really matter as much. Mm. It's just, it's your favorite color. As much as it should, but it's it, not really 100%. the way that it works. <laughs> like, to be fair, like I vote greens and I voted greens as do I. pretty much for all the elections I've been a part of. But in saying that, I couldn't name you who I voted for. I just voted for the green one. That's yeah, what I mean. Like, it's, you're yeah. at me either, <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, so I imagine it's more- I, I think like, I, when we voted like a few weeks ago, I don't think I even read the name. I was just like, greens won. Yep. <laughs> I literally, when you walk through the hands of the pamphlets, like they, I took one- from people and it was the liberal one and it instantly just like let go of it and it fell on the <laughs> ground and turned and crashed the green like, um, Just floating off like a plastic bag in the wind. <laughs> so that, this is me. I don't know if this is like, I, I'm trying to shine him in a good light here. In his case, you vote for whoever you want, but also- I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's also said some very stupid things in the past year. So sure I can't has. Confirm. He sure, sure has. But, but hey, he was fun in this movie. He and, was fun. And he makes me laugh every Thursday. So I'll give him a pass. And I watched um, to tie back a little bit. I did watch the one of those like movie trivia challenge shows. I can't remember. Uh, is that the one he did with Kevin? With Kevin, yeah, yeah. yeah I watched that. And Jericho is bad at movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Kevin Smith, surprisingly good at movies. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> if they had done like the same thing, but like with wrestling trivia, I suppose it would have been maybe flipped. But um, they did not. That's true. Um. Yeah, so like a bunch of shit like that does happen. Like there's a scene where they they take out a pedophile as well. Like yeah. it's like it's all just road trip shenanigans until they get to Chronicon. I think is the name yeah. of the Chronicon. Blunt Man and Chronic themed <laughs> Comic Con event. Yeah. Um, they get there. They run into Ben Affleck, who's playing Holden. Holden, is it? Yep. Yep. Um, the um, what's her face from Chasing oh, Amy's there as that's well? That's kind of a, a funny bit of trivia. So like that wasn't originally in the movie. Oh, like it was written like during production. It's like they they were like shooting the movie and like Kevin just like hadn't reached out to Ben about doing it. And one day like someone was just like, "You really should." He's like, "Ah, I don't want to bother him. He's being Batman." And so like he just like sent him a text message one day, like just saying, "Hey man, do you want to come play?" And he was like, "Absolutely." So like they he wrote that scene like Walden. Okay. Now it just froze, which means I don't know if we're still recording. Oh, and I'm not going to edit this out if we are. If we are, you can just hear the fact that I freaked out. No, it is seems there, Is there waveforms moving? Yeah, it seems absolutely fine. Okay, ignore right. me. I was just like, oh God, when the when the screen froze and you were telling trivia, I'm like, damn it, we had organic <laughs> trivia and it's rebrewed. Um, it seems fine. Nah, I uh, did really like that scene though. His whole like, um, his whole like dialogue section is like really nice. Yeah. It was well delivered. And like harks back to like so many like different movies and different items as well. So, so good. And they leave the room and he just makes like six horrible yeah. puns. <laughs> so good. Um, You're gone, girl. 
It's the Just Us League. Yep. Oh, there's an Argo one at the very yeah. end as well. Argo, fuck yourself. That's the one. <laughs> oh, should have oh, actually, my, I think my favorite part of the whole, like that whole diatribe of his is where he's like, then you're, you're not Bruce Wayne anymore. You're Thomas Wayne or Batman's mum, whose name escapes me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, we should have mentioned earlier, once again, in a throwaway scene, there's like a brief moment of the film where the film is being narrated by Matt Damon, who, uh, yeah. who is playing Loki, the angel from Dogma. And he's talking about, he didn't go to hell. He didn't go to heaven. Uh, God resurrected him and dropped him in the ocean in Italy. <laughs> um, and he was picked up by like fishermen and stuff. And now he's made his way back and he's in the, at the church and you know directly addressing the audience. So there you go. You got your dogma closure. The, the one that's- his reborn identity. That's ex- <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yep. <laughs> Forgot that as well. So um, dumb. I actually really liked that scene too. I didn't yeah. even, Matt Damon's never bad for me. I just find sometimes I look at him I'm like, I'm just so bored looking at him. Yeah. Um, but he was what very a bland funny. looking person. Exactly. <laughs> but I've never, I can't name a performance of his that hasn't been good. Yeah. I just see him on screen. I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> fucking Matt Damon again. Um, yeah, but there you go. They actually tied together because I'm chasing Amy, more rats, obviously clerks and- um, Dogma, which I was just happy to see a dogma thing because that feels like, even yeah. though that was like the, for me, the best film of all of them, mm. it felt like the one that was sort of dropped the most afterwards. Yeah, there wasn't really much to, much you could carry on from it, I guess. So well, it was kind of its own enclosed story. Yeah. They do, although Jay does at one point tell his daughter that he's met God and she looks exactly like Alan yeah. Morrison <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, all right, so yeah, they get to Chronicon. Um, they split up and they go to stop the movie from being made. Oh, yeah, I should have mentioned Kevin Smith himself is the director of this film. So, uh, isn't it Kevin James? Yeah, they keep calling him <laughs> Kevin James, but it's, it, that's because they're idiots, I guess. Um, so then they decide, oh, actually, maybe we'll just let the movie happen. It seems to be making my daughter very happy, mm. and they'll just deal with the consequences of having the movie existing because she needed, she wanted it to be a thing, and even though they didn't want to, um, turns out the Chinese girl was a spy. A Russian she's not Chinese, spy. She's Russian. <laughs> yeah, she's got a terrible Russian accent, and she's wearing oh, that's a cat the worst. suit. <laughs> um, so during the like, they were like filming a scene for the Chronic, um, the yeah, Blunt Man v Chronic movie. Um, she turns out all the extras are also Russian spies, and they take over. And they all have big cock knocker hands. Yep, <laughs> I was so disappointed when they did like, oh, they they. they I'm kind of all over the place. They show us a scene from Bloodman v Chronic, and it's actually incredible. <laughs> it and, is pretty funny. Yeah, and then there's this that the very end of the scene is Cockknocker punches through the wall. You see his fist, and I'm like, oh fuck! Did Mark Hamill re cameo in this film? <laughs> and it just cuts. Oh god, no! <laughs> Damn it! Disney weren't having that. <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, yeah, they. Shenanigans is a fight scene. Jay gets into like the. You remember in the end of Batman v Superman, how Batman had like the mech suit to fight Superman in? Yeah, he gets in the Iron, Iron Man Bob. sort of thing, <laughs> comic like, version of that. I as, think Marvel gonna sue somebody. Yep, <laughs> and they have a bit of a fight, and it just kind of ends. Yeah, it just fades out. <laughs> there's, there's no real like resolution to it. You're just like, yeah, everything's fine. It, it all ends well. The film pretty much just says, and that's when we hit our budget. <laughs> that's where we had to stop. And this is where the movie ends. Yep. Um, so I did, I did like find it quite funny how like to do that they literally had Kevin Smith on screen being like, and then we'll pan out like this, and then maybe we'll do like a slow fade into the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. 
actually, I actually really content. liked the scene. It was funny. It was a little <laughs> clever than most other things in this film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Jay, in, in the course of all this, has told um, his daughter that he's the father and stuff. Mm-hmm. He kind of plans on sticking around a little bit to to help raise her. I yeah. think she's still going to be living with the mum, but he wants to be like an active part of her life. Yeah. And the film just, yeah, wraps up and it's fine. It's a weird nice arc little for Jay happy to go ending. on. Yeah. <laughs> because he had yeah, an arc. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I think I prefer, I, I, I think I prefer the strikes back because more happens. And I did, I actively yeah. laughed more this time, but once again, it's hard to tell because I, I know the jokes from strikes back versus sure. these, these jokes are still kind of new to me. So they, they hit yeah. me funnier. Um, I think I preferred this. Yeah, just sort of talking through it now, I kind of think I do as well. It Again, it could be like the shiny new toy, like you said, but it does like, there's more stuff that happens. There's more like, more of like an emotional story arc to it as well, which is nice because you get to see like a bit more out of someone like Jay, who you don't really get to see, like do much of like an emotional delivery in any of the previous films. And he does it like quite well as well. Mm. So like, I, I think I, I think you're right. Like, I don't know if it's by like a large margin, but I do think I prefer it as well. I will say as well, this film is less... I mean, it came out last year, uh, so it's definitely less aged. Um, <laughs> there is a significant drop in, like, homophobic jokes by, like, Jason yeah. Muse's character. Um, That's a, a sign of the times, really. Yeah, because like, <laughs> even watching Strikes Back, there was a lot of, like, oh, they're using gay as a derogatory term a lot. But once mm. again, older film, it's going yeah. to do that. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, but they were able to keep the same consistent characters going in this film by by and still removing that sort of language, so I guess yeah. from a how this film will be, how this film could be looked back on in ten plus years. I mean, surely they're, they're going to say something else in here that's going to be offensive anyway. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I think this film will. L- I mean, he straight more. up calls that girl a terrorist. So. <laughs> yes, but he was being, but when he was saying that, he was being portrayed as, yeah, as an stupid, idiot. Yeah, a boy is when he was just like, oh man, that's gay. It's yeah. like he wasn't. No one was well, looking down at him for saying that. He was mm. just sort of that was just yeah you know. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like I'm in the middle of rewatching Californication, and like that show is only like ten years old, but there is like liberal, liberal use of the f word, <laughs> and I'm just like, this is weird. <laughs> I think the f word's fine. I mean, weird for a TV show, I guess, though. Yeah, but uh, for me, it's no, it's more profanity. It's more who the language is is attacking. Yeah, I suppose. I said this is a straight white male where no one attacks me ever. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I want to be able to watch the movie with anyone and i mean apart from i'm not gonna watch the movie with my nan so sure. i don't know the f-bombs aren't gonna be too much of a worry yeah but in saying that i don't think she'd mind either she's italian i don't think she can speak english i don't know <laughs> um do you want to get to verdicts uh yeah may as well i think it's i mean that's one. that's the end of the movie i think that is pretty much <laughs> it yeah you've heard the good you've heard the bad a lot of opinions a couple facts it's verdict time i can't remember if i recommended the last one i don't think i did but i'm gonna recommend this one just to be safe because <laughs> um, it's better than that one. And it just felt more professional. I still think Clerks 2 is better than both of these films. I would agree. Um, I think strict comedy-wise, I get more laughs from Randall and Dante. Yeah. Um, best films. Oh, so- it's just better dialogue, really. Cause yeah. Smarter, so to speak, wittier characters. But yeah, I, I agree. I think like Clerks 2 is probably my like one of my favorites from the whole series. I think, yeah. If I, I mean, I can't order all of them because I haven't seen all of them recently, but Dogma's still the best film for me from him because, I mean, it was the smartest, it was the funniest. It mm. actually had like a, a really interesting story to tell as well. Um, but if I'm talking just pure 
laughs. Yeah. Clerks 2. And then I'd say this one. Um, yeah. I think I, so. Like, Jan Silent Bob was meant to be really funny. And it just... It wasn't... Ho- sorry, so, uh, sorry, sorry. Strike back, I mean. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be really funny. It just didn't live up to what I think it wanted to be. Sure. But this film, yeah, it's fine. I, I think also having seen Strikes Back really recently before it yeah. lowered my expectations. So this film r- rose above. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... They set themselves up for success. I recommend this film. Yeah. yeah, so do I. I mean, like we've kind of alluded to, I think if you've seen Strikes Back, like it's going to play much better for you. But it's also just a, a perfectly fine, like fun little comedy film that you can see where if you haven't, you know, maybe you're not going to get all the jokes and little side glances and references, but it's still a, a fun movie because they also do a good enough job of like kind of explaining that sort of shit for you. But um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I mean, I'm I am the target audience. Like, I'm a lifelong Kevin Smith fan, so I wasn't like there was no chance I wasn't gonna like this movie. <laughs> but I've now seen it like three or four times, and it still holds up for me. The one thing I haven't done, and I will eventually. I've never watched this movie greened out. I think that might be the option. Well, this movie <laughs> might or be the way any to go. of his films. I do. I genuinely wonder if they would suit that sort of environment. I haven't even watched them drunk. For I God's think they sake. would. Yeah. Um, that's an option for another day. Maybe we'll do an alternate alternate <laughs> review. Alt review. Yeah. Um, all good. I mean, special treat. We're going to, I think we'll skip socials because I also can't remember the ones Andrew says. <laughs> Unless you're- you, know, you know the ones. Yeah. Uh, what's your Twitter? What is all it? the usual places. My Twitter is JordanMSPP. You yeah. can follow me if you like. And mine's at Bastion underscore James. I'm going to get rid of that underscore. I fucking hate it. But I'm going to date Wait, Is Bastion James taken? I don't know, but also- I had to, okay, one time I wanted to change it because I had Bastion James, it was a Bastion called James, but it was mm. all lowercase. And just to change it to the uppercase ones, I had to actually change it to something completely different. Oh, really? And then wait a day or whatever it was, a couple of hours, and then <laughs> go back to Bastion underscore James with capital B, capital J. Huh. Um, You're a weird beast, Twitter. Yeah, it was just because it's like that name's taken because it was taken by me because I was using the same letters. Right. So it didn't, even though when you change it, it sees the difference in capitals Mm -hmm. or not, that doesn't actually affect the name being taken. Okay. So I can't sign up as Donald Trump with a a lowercase (laughs) D, which makes complete sense. D-0-N-A-L-D Trump. Yep, that's me. (laughs) Um, Okay, so next week we're back with Clue, just because of these little fill-ins that we had to do because the cinemas are, it's a dead medium this year. Um, (laughs) Which is, if you haven't seen it, uh, Tim Curry, um, Christopher, I'm blanking. I literally didn't recognize a single other person in that film. Yeah, Papa Tim Curry. Oh, I was like, oh, that's Tim Curry. Who are these other jokers? Who's the, um, I've just forgotten his name because I'm a bad person. He plays Doc Doc Brown in Back to the Future. Doc Brown is in Clue? Yeah. He's, what? He's the, the doctor. Pardon? Yeah, I've, I've, I can't, I'm, oh, I'm supposed to his name. All I can think about is Christopher Lee. It's not Christopher Lee because he's. It's very much not Christopher Lee. Hold, hold the phone. Oh, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd, thank you. I didn't even recognize him. Well, he's got bloody um brown hair. That'll do it. Yeah, um, because this film's a little bit older. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, preview. Go watch it before I review because it's sort of a. It's a bit of a murder mystery with a couple of different endings floating around. Um, we'll definitely go into it next week. Um, but it's also a comedy and I think there'll be more value to hearing our discussion if you've seen the jokes and everything with it. It's hard mm. to get that same meaning across and for the sake of not spoiling funny jokes, I would say go watch it in advance and then come back to us next week. Definitely. That, that's the first time I've ever warned people to do that. <laughs> I feel like I should do that every time we review a comedy. <laughs> go watch it first. I feel like maybe you should just be watching the movies before you listen to the review anyway. 
Yeah, probably. That's that's a good way to enjoy the show, folks. Hot we, tip. We used to do spoiler warnings at the beginning, and then because the show is just we talk about the entire film, it is a spoiler. So it's I never warn about it, spoiler. which I probably should, but. I mean, I th- when you look at a review, if you're clicking on a movie review show, it goes for an hour. Are you not? Are you expecting them to be vague for an hour? That's something like, yeah. If if the reviews were five minutes long, that's on us to tell. Yeah, you. but if it's an hour long episode, <laughs> what do you think we talk about? Like, barely anything. Anyway, <laughs> um, special treat on the outro as well. So have fun. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.